listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Film cameras. Instant cameras. And everything analog photography related. In the last few weeks, Adox Color Mission landed in Brisbane. In this episode, find out what I think of the newest color negative film and what kind of images and colors you can expect. Also keep listening for details of my new YouTube channel and also an update on the fantastic 2021-22 competition. I'm Matt Murray and this is Matt Loves Cameras. Hello my friends, how are you? I hope you are well wherever you are all around the world. Welcome to another episode of Matt Loves Cameras, episode 60 of Matt Loves Cameras. Yes, we've finally cracked that magical 60 mark. I don't think anything particularly exciting happens at the 60 mark, but um, you know, it, it feels like a bit of a, uh, a milestone. <laughs> so there you go. It's been just over a month since the last podcast. So please accept my apologies for this lengthy break from the airwaves. I have been a very, very busy bee indeed. Some of you may have heard recently that I was a special guest on Lucy Lumen's podcast adventure, which was a lot of fun. We spoke about balancing family life and photography. Uh, I was actually quite shocked that our chat was about an hour and a half because it it seemed to fly by when we were recording it. And um, yeah, I was listening back to it when I was walking Marshall the dog. And I was like, oh, how much more of this podcast is there? There can't can't be that much more. But uh, I think it was just over an hour, an hour and a half or something like that. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, Lucy said that when she was listening to it back later on, she was, you know, laughing a lot at our, lots of our silly talk. Um, so yeah, definitely get on to that podcast, Lucy Lumen's Podcast Adventure. I know many of you are already subscribing to Lucy's podcast. Um, lots of really good guests on there. So um, there's Jason from Granny Days. I think that's her biggest episode so far. Uh, there's Hashem from Pushing Film. There's Sarah, who is... Is she also pushing film? Well, she certainly has starred on Pushing Film here in Australia, the YouTube channel, uh, and lots of other great people who I, I can't remember right now. But yeah, no, definitely check out Lucy's podcast. Now, the other big news, uh, you know, if you've been missing my voice and you didn't catch me on Lucy's podcast, the other big news, listeners, is that you can not only catch my voice, you can also catch my face. I'm not sure that, that sounds very good, but you can see me uh, in all my glory. Uh, again, I'm not making this any better, am I? On YouTube. Yes, I have finally launched my YouTube channel. Hooray! So you can head along to youtube.com forward slash, can you guess what it is? Forward slash Matt Loves Cameras, youtube.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras, and I have two videos for your viewing pleasure. So I would be absolutely over the moon if you had time to check them out, give them a like, leave a comment, and of course, subscribe to my channel. There'll be a lot more videos coming over the next few months. So the first video I released on my channel was called Adox Color Mission My Two Roll Review. So of course that was a two roll review of Adox Color Mission film, which I received probably about ooh, a bit over a month ago now. Oh no, about a month ago. So yeah, I very quickly shot two rolls of film. 
and then put my thoughts together for my first YouTube video. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, basically today, what I'm going to do is give you an audio version of that video, probably a, a shorter audio version. Uh, but yeah, I'll give you a summary of Adox Color Mission and my thoughts on the film and my experience with shooting it so far. I've Since I've shot that video, I've also shot my third and fourth role. So I've got a bit more experience with that film now. A lot of fun, really great film, really loved it. And uh, that video has had quite a good reception so far. And the other one that I released yesterday was five point and shoot film cameras I wish Fuji film would bring back. Yes, so I've listed five point and shoot cameras. You know, in my daydreams, I dream that one day Fuji film will start up their uh, film camera production lines again. So I've picked out five point and shoot cameras that they can start off with. Uh, you know, I wish that Fuji film would listen to my podcast and my video and, and do this. Chances are pretty slim i mean you never say never but uh you know pretty pretty slim but there you go check that out as well i really enjoyed making both of those videos uh it's funny you know years ago i did actually read a statistic about hollywood and it was saying you know for every one minute of screen time or f for a tv show or for a movie you know there was i don't know there was 50 or 100 hours of work behind the scenes and you kind of can't believe that you think that oh, sounds crazy uh, but after doing my first two YouTube videos I can completely believe that for example this 12 minute video I did on the point-and-shoot cameras my gosh it probably took me about only took me about an hour to record but then the editing afterwards oh my gosh it took me so long to find b-roll and images and all that kind of stuff and put it together so hopefully I'll be able to work out a system to make these videos easier to make which means that I'll be able to do them quicker and I'll be able to do more podcasts as well I want to keep doing both um, but yeah I am having a lot of fun at the moment with YouTube videos now two more things before we start talking about ADOX color mission first of all is a reminder well not so much a reminder well kind of a reminder about fantastic fantastic 2021 22 Oh my gosh, the competition that never ends, it's finally closed. The, the entries have closed. I have sealed up the Google form. No one can ever get back into it unless you know the password. And I think we had 42 or maybe 43 entries, including mine and Matthew Joseph's, my co-judge. Uh, so that's very exciting. It was uh, really good to have that many entries. I didn't think we'd get anywhere near that many. And uh, I think because we lengthened the competition out, we got a few more, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so it's such a, a broad range of entries from all over the world I'm not sure how many countries we had I think we had uh, Belgium Netherlands Canada United States Australia where else UK um, I don't think we had any from New Zealand this time as far as I can remember uh, but yeah, no, we had quite a lot of entries, which was really fantastic. So the good news is I will be doing the judging with co-judge Matthew Joseph very, very soon. So that will probably take place in the next week. So the next episode of Matt Loves Cameras podcast is not too far away. So we will record that. The tricky pit for us is trying to decide a winner. Um, trying to decide a winner of these competitions is so hard. I know I keep, I've said that every time I've ever done a competition. 
game. But it really is 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 terribly hard because there are so many good entries. And um, looking through them today, when I posted uh, the the latest ones on the competition page, yeah, I really don't know how we're going to pick a winner. So yeah, get along to mattlovescameras.com. There is the page with all of the entries on. So of course we judged the first 27 a couple of months back, I think it was, but then we've had about 15 since then. So if you're one of the per- one of the persons, one of the people who sent in a an, an entry since the first judging, get onto mattlovescameras.com. I think the second post down is fantastic 2021-22 competition entries. Get on there. It's a very long page with lots of entries. Make sure your name is on there. You can always, you know, do control F or command F on your keyboard if you're on a computer and search for your name and just make sure your entries are there. I would hate to uh, to finish the recording episode and pick a winner. Then someone contact me and say, hey, uh, you, you didn't put mine on your page. That would be <laughs> kind of devastating. Uh, but I have triple checked and I will do one more final check before we do the recording, but I'm pretty confident that I've got everyone's. Now, of course, this was a competition in two rounds. We had the first round and then we had the second round and we had two people who actually took part of the special rules. And the special rule was that if you submitted before the first uh, final, the first date, you could send a second submission in. And so Christina Thomas and JM Golding both sent in bonus entries, which was absolutely fantastic to see uh, that uh, to see their love for the the plastic focus free cameras. Fantastic. So yeah, look out for that very very soon. The fantastic twenty twenty one twenty two judging competition podcast. And uh, following that, there'll probably well I think there will be a zine, and uh, yeah, we'll probably need something like twenty or so uh, pre orders for the zine to go ahead. Uh, but yeah I'm really looking forward to doing that and what I might do I've done this once before but uh, what I might do is I might do a video of me putting the zine together I've got to figure out how to do that you know all these youtubers and they're you know streaming what they do on their computers like playing games and and using software I don't really know how to do that yet I'll try and figure it out Uh, but I'll do a video of me putting the zine together and put that up on YouTube to help people who perhaps want to use InDesign to make their own zine So yeah, make sure you subscribe to Matt Loves Cameras YouTube. Now, finally, finally, before we get to the ADOX Color Mission Info, I want to say a absolutely massive, huge thank you to all of the Coffee or Ko-Fi supporters. Thank you so much. We had two more in since the last podcast. First up was a serial donator, Anthony Ritchie. Anthony Ritchie, of course, is down there in New South Wales. I think he's heading north to, to sunny Queensland very soon. So uh, thank you so much, Anthony, for your kind donation. It's not the first time you've donated to Matt Loves Cameras, so thank you so much, sir. Appreciate that very much. And second of all, we had an absolutely whopping donation from Chris Allen. Chris broke the record for the biggest Matt Loves Cameras Ko-Fi or coffee donation by by quite some stretch. He sent through 75 US dollars which is just uh, an extraordinary uh, gift of kindness from Chris. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Really, really appreciate your extremely generous support. And Chris wrote this message. 
Love the show. Had promised to myself to shout you a coffee after each episode, but been a bit lazy over the past few months. Love your interaction with Lucy. Great banter. Cheers from a loyal listener. Thank you so much, Chris. It really means a lot. And it certainly helps out with all of the uh, the bills associated uh, with running the podcast. I just renewed my Adobe subscription, which uh, is about, how much was it? It was about... 300 US dollars. Actually, it was over that. It was more than that. Uh, so yeah, it was 300 US dollars a year. And of course, I use uh, Adobe Audition for recording this podcast. I use InDesign for making the zines. And uh, yeah, you know, also Premiere Pro now for the, the YouTube clips. So thank you so much. That is uh, very much greatly received. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to help out, there'll be a jingle sometime through the show with all the details. So let's talk about Adox Color Mission. Of course, this is a film that we spoke about recently when Matthew Joseph and Lucy Lumen were on the show. And I've been thinking about the films that are coming out this year or being, you know, launched and sent out this year, all the all the way from Agent Shadow through to Adox Color Mission, Lomography's Turquoise, uh, Fugu from Japan Camera Hunter. We've got Cine Still 400D and Kodak Gold in 120. And that stable of films has been joined by Orwo's Wolfen film, which was announced a few days ago, I think. Uh, Wolfen NP100, a new ISO 100 black and white film. Now, Wolfen is spelled W-O-L-F-E-N. Now, just a little word of caution, my friends. I put Wolfen in Google and I was confronted by these scary images of this man-eating or person-eating wolf. Uh, which kind of scared the pants off me. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're a little bit sensitive to horror movies, uh, perhaps don't put Wolfen in Google by itself. Put Wolfen Film Orwo should get you the uh, the right search result. So there you go. So there's around seven, perhaps more, sort of new films coming out this year. And I must admit, uh, Adox Color Mission is certainly at the top of that list for me. Now, if you'd asked me in January you know, what film was I looking forward to most? I probably would have said Turquoise because there weren't that many announced. And I, I still am very much looking forward to uh, Lomography's Turquoise when it comes. Hopefully it'll start shipping in June this year. Uh, so I am very much looking forward to it. But then we had Adox Color Mission come out of nowhere in February. And then when was it? Was it in April or late March? We had the announcements on the same day of Fugu, of Gold in 120, and of course of Cine Still 400D. Now, when I think about all of those films, yeah, the one that I'm looking forward to, well, I have been looking forward to most was definitely Adox Color Mission. You know that I'm a, a straight up color shooter. I don't shoot much black and white. So yeah, Adox Color Mission was definitely the one at the top of my list, I believe. I might even do a YouTube video about the new films and I might rank them. So yeah, Adox was definitely at the top of my list. So I had very high expectations. I must say, though, uh, since hearing about CineStill 400D, I'm really, really looking forward to, to shooting that. And I think if any film on that list has the, the capability to knock Adox Color Mission off the top of my list for this year, I think it could be CineStill 400D. But um, yeah, hopefully that'll start shipping soon as well. And yeah, I can, I can start shooting some of that and I'll do a review of that film as well. So as I said, Adox Color Mission sort of came out of nowhere. You know, it was announced on the internet. I woke up one morning, I think it was a Tuesday, and there was all this chatter about this new film. 
I followed one of the links and got into Berlin's photo impact store. I've been on that store before and I was going to buy some stuff years ago. I wish I had. I think it was Agfafilm I was going to buy years ago, but I never did, mostly because of the shipping charge was, was pretty high to Australia. Um, but I went on to photo impacts on that day in February and yeah, I couldn't work out what was going on. They were sort of saying it was ready for pre-order, but when you went on to the photo impact site, you couldn't actually do anything. You couldn't add any didn't feel like you could add any, add any to the cart or anything like that. And then I looked through some more social media posts and people had said, oh no, it's sold out. So I was frantically looking around those social media posts again, thinking what's going on? I can't work out what's happened because some of the social media posts were from ADOX was saying it didn't actually go on sale to Thursday. So if it's only Tuesday, how could it be sold out already? So it was kind of confusing. Long story short, I went from being extremely excited about this new color film to being completely despondent. You know, so while I was uh, asleep in the middle of the night, this film had been announced and sold out uh, in the space of a few hours. So I sort of, I went on Twitter that night to sort of have a look at what people were up to and stuff. And I saw a tweet from Lena Bessanova, who of course is involved with ADOX. And she was talking about how the demand had sort of completely uh, overwhelmed them, I think. They couldn't believe that they'd sold so many roles. And I sort of said something, I, you know, I don't mean to sound like a whinger, but I sort of said, oh, you know, like I was so excited about this. And then it turned to disappointment. And she said, oh no, just get on to Photo Impacts and put in like a back order. And as soon as we have some more film ready in about a week, you'll, you'll get it. So I did that. I went on to Photo Impex. I put in a back order for 30 rolls. 30 rolls of ADOX color missions seemed to be the sweet spot. It was 10 euros a roll. And by the time you added in shipping, I think shipping to Australia, I can't remember how much it was. Now it was 35 euros. Was it 50 euros? I can't remember. But basically, long story short, when the film got landed in Australia, it was around 13.75 US dollars a roll. That's including all the taxes and shipping and all that stuff. So 13.75 a roll. Look, I, I was really glad that I got my hands on some. Almost 14 US dollars for a roll of color negative film. You know, that's pretty pricey. You know, I can still remember. It wasn't that long ago, you know, we were paying three or four US dollars a roll for, for Kodak Gold 200 or Ultramax. So yeah, you know, paying premium prices all of a sudden for a film that had apparently been sitting around in cold storage for an unknown number of years. It, it seemed kind of strange. <laughs> um, but I think that pretty much is the new normal now. You know, if we want new products in, in the film photography world, we're going to need to pay a bit more for them now with all the supply chain issues in the, the post-COVID world. So yeah, it was 13.75 US dollars a roll landed here in Australia. And funnily enough, uh, the Australian dollar actually improved against the euro quite a bit since I ordered the film. So I think if I ordered it uh, last week, it would have been something like $12.40 US a roll. It would have been cheaper just because of the exchange rate between the euro and the Australian dollar. Now, if you're thinking I'm greedy, ordering 30 rolls, if you're probably saying, oh, that Matt loves cameras. The reason I couldn't get any ADOX color mission is Matt loves cameras, bought 30 rolls. Well, uh, yes, I did buy 30 rolls, my friends, but... Um, that was the kind of the, the sweet spot with the shipping involved. Um, but I did immediately sell 11 rolls to my friends, Theo Panagopoulos, of course, of the Camerosity podcast. 
uh, Bill 2, of course, is a name very well known in film photography circles. And also Alan Ma at the Film Sweats, a loyal listener from Matt Loves Cameras, um, way back to the almost the start of Matt Loves Cameras. Uh, so those three gentlemen, Sydney, took 11 rolls off me. I've got a couple of rolls in the fridge that Ms. Lucy Lumen is going to buy off me when Cine Still 400D arrives. I'll um, get all those rolls to her. And yeah, I've got about how many? How many does that leave? 30 minus 13, 17. So I've got about 17 rolls. Now I've shot four already, which leaves me with about 13 rolls. I'll probably sell a few more little rolls here and there. Uh, just to make, you know, pay the credit card off and all that kind of stuff. But I've got, so it leaves me about 10 rolls, which is uh, still very exciting. I really love the results I've got so far with ADOX Color Mission. So uh, now I will tell you about the film. Now, if you want to see what I'm talking about here, you've got two options. You can get along to mattlovescameras.com and the, the very top of the website at the moment, it says ADOX Color Mission Review with Sample Images. So you can click on that, you can see the photos and also embedded on that page is my YouTube review, my first YouTube video uh, about ADOX Color Mission and or either that or you can go straight to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash mattlovescameras cameras and you will see the the video I did there which goes for about 15 or 16 minutes I think I never meant it to go that long it just kind of ended up that way so yeah you can see all of these details uh, in other places uh, and it might might actually help for you to see what I'm talking about here so ADOX Color Mission, of course, is this color negative film. It was made with ADOX and uh, was coated, it was co-researched with and coated for ADOX by a company which went bankrupt shortly after the first run. The film has been in cold storage until it went on release in February 2022. Now, the reason it's called Color Mission is because the profits from this film will fund research in a new color film, which is very, very exciting. And ADOX said that might come in about four years so you know this is a pretty substantial process it's not you know it's not that easy to to create a new color film so yeah I mean uh, absolutely fantastic that they're investing in this so ADOX Color Mission is an ISO 200 35mm color negative film. One thing I didn't put in my review is that apparently it has movie, like movie cine sprockets. It doesn't have normal, you know, film sprockets, it has cinema kind of sprockets, which I never noticed when I was shooting it. But that's something that's uh, quite interesting. Also very interesting, and this is something that I do mention in my video, each canister of ADOX Color Mission, it's got like a Color Mission sticker. So, and there's no DX code on it. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But basically there's this, uh, you know, roll of film with this ADOX Color Mission sticker. Now, if you peel off the ADOX Color Mission sticker, the canister is actually, all the, all the ones that I've had a look at were Forte, Forte Color canisters. Now Forte were a Hungarian film manufacturer and so yeah the the canisters that ADOX have used for color mission well certainly the batch that I've got were from Forte color SP100 film. So if you pull that sticker off you've got the original canister there with a 100 a, a 100 speed DX code on there which is really interesting. Uh, I think I'm not sure, but I would say that the reason that they're using these canisters was because they just 
come across a bulk load of them that was cheap and they wanted to you know use them use reuse and recycle these canisters rather than spending a lot more money on new canisters uh so yeah i think i think it's great um you know some people i've spoken to said oh, i don't really like the fact there's a sticker on the on the the film it feels a bit cheap but you know i you know reusing and recycling things is very important and um if it keeps the the cost of the film a tiny bit lower then that's that's great as well To support this podcast, why not buy our data coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. Now, as I said, there's no DX code on the film. So all that means is that if you're shooting with a camera where you can set the film speed manually, you just do that. Dial in 200 and off you go. If you are shooting with a point and shoot, you just have to be a little bit careful. So many point and shoots like Contax, Olympus and Canon point and shoots, they will rate non-DX coded film at 100. Okay, so you'll be shooting this film in one of those cameras one stop brighter. Now, usually with color negative film, that's no big deal. You know, with Gold 200 or Ultramax, I would not, or Portra, I would not hesitate to shoot any of those stocks one stop brighter. But just be a little bit careful with Adox Color Mission because... Even when I shot the first th- three rolls, actually, I shot the first three rolls of Adox Color Mission at box speed. So the two rolls that feature in my YouTube video, and then the next roll, the third roll, I shot on my Fujifilm Class S. I dialed in ISO 200 to the Class S. So those three rolls, uh, I really love the results, but the highlights at box speed are kind of bright, kind of hot, just depending on the, the colors and the scene. But certainly the whites and the yellows seem kind of overexposed even when shot at box speed so then if you're shooting this film at ISO 100 one stop brighter than that you know I would expect really quite bright highlights quite hot highlights so just bear that in mind now if you're shooting with a Konica or a Pentax point and shoot be super careful because I know for example the Konica big mini it, it rates non-DX coded film at ISO 25. So how many stops is that? That's one, two, you would be shooting it, uh, I think three stops brighter. Now shooting ADOX color mission three stops brighter than intended, I think it will be an overexposed mess. Uh, that's what I think it'll be. <laughs> so yeah, just be very careful uh, if you are shooting it in a point and shoot, check what film speed your point and shoot defaults to. And if it's not 100, then yeah, perhaps think twice about shooting it. So as you may have gathered, Adox Color Mission does not have a very wide or very high dynamic range. I'd say that it does not have the the latitude of films like Portra 400 or Gold 200 or Ultramax 400. You know, it's got a much more narrower latitude. It it almost reminds me of slide film in that respect. You know, you've got to be careful with how you're, you know, shooting it to make sure that you're getting the best out of it. 
it's a high saturation and high contrast film. And certainly if you look through the images that I've shot, you'll, you'll be able to see that in action. Uh, it has got a really lovely look. I really love the colors that come out of this. You have these orangey reds, these deep rich oranges, a full range of greens from sort of mint light mint greens all the way to these lush darker shades. And it has really beautiful rendering shades of blue. Uh, certainly there's a, there's a picture of these um, Corellas, which is like a cockatoo on this kind of telephone wire uh, in the images. And I really love the shades of blue in that image that looks absolutely fantastic. And uh, the last sort of color, I didn't really capture this in the first couple of rolls, but it also has these sort of very deep, warm, retro feeling yellows. So yeah, I, I really love the color palette. It is something just completely different to other offerings on the market at the moment. So after those first two rolls, I went and shot two more rolls. The first one was in my Fujifilm Class S and I can set the, the film speed with that camera. So I dialed in ISO 200 and off I went. And the other one was my Contax T3. Now the Contax rates non-DX coded film at 100. Now I shot the first dozen or so images on the Contax T3 at ISO 100. This was before I'd actually received my scans back from the lab. So I didn't actually realize how bright those highlights would be. But I must say, you know, looking through the images here, on those first dozen images on the Contax T3, when ADOX Color Mission was rated at 100, Look, the highlights are bright. There are whites and yellows in this scene that are, you know, close. I wouldn't say close to being blown out, but they're, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty hot kind of highlights, right? But I don't actually think they're any worse than when the film was at 200 on other cameras. So the, the, the images that I shot at ISO 100 are perfectly usable. I really like the look. They are, you know, high saturation, high contrast, and they have a really, really nice look to them. Now, after those first 12 shots, I actually got my scans back from the lab on the first two rolls. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should, uh, on the, the Contax T3, maybe I should dial down the exposure compensation. So for the rest of the role of ADOX Color Mission, I actually set the exposure compensation to uh, between, it was minus half a stop to minus one stop. I kind of went back and forth thinking, I wonder if there's much of a difference. And, you know, looking at these photos, I can't, I can barely remember which ones I set it at minus one stop and minus half a stop. But all the images on the rest of the roll look great. The exposure looks great. So perhaps, you know, that sweet spot is, uh, you know, if you are going to shoot it at ISO 100, yeah, maybe set it to minus half a stop exposure compensation. And, um, you know, the colors look beautiful and rich and the highlights are pretty good. Certainly some of these images from the Contax T3 uh, are just sort of magical, you know, the ADOX color mission combined with that sonar lens, they're just beautiful, beautiful images. I mean, I know I took them, so of course I'm biased, but, you know, I took some in a cafe while I was waiting for my flat white, double shot flat white uh, at Maruchidor when we were on holidays. And some of these images are just beautiful. And I took some of flowers, which are fantastic. I took some of the fam. Uh, I got one of my son coming out the ocean. I actually got him on the T3 and the Class S uh, in more or less the same sort of image. And yeah, he looks fantastic. The colors are just beautiful of this film. After the first two rolls, when I saw the scans, I, like I liked it. 
Um, but I thought mm, maybe Sydney Still will be better than this. But then when I got the third and fourth roles back, I was like, my gosh, this is a really, really beautiful film. I really like it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it has got this kind of advantage in that it's a new film. So, of course, you know, I'm looking at these images and I'm loving them. Uh, maybe if I took the same images on Portra or Kodak Gold 200, you know, maybe I'd feel exactly the same way about that film. Uh, but but certainly, you know, I, I took them on Adox Color Mission and, um, yeah, I, I'm a really big fan of this film. So there you go. I've got about, I'll have about 10 rolls left of the film after my, you know, four or five roll experimentation with the film, which I'm really looking forward to, to shooting. I think I put a, yeah, I put another roll in the Contax T3 because the, the first roll with the Contax T3 was so good. So I'm on my fifth roll at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to getting them back. Uh, but that'll probably be another month or so because I've only just sent some to the lab. So, yeah, I guess the question for me now is, well, you know, under what circumstances, what conditions am I going to, you know, bust out a roll of Adox Color Mission? Uh, and I'm I'm really not sure, to be honest. Now that I've, I've shot it and I know I like it and I know the color, kind of colors and color palettes I can get from it, I'm not sure when I'm going to use it in the future now. We're sort of coming into winter. Certainly, it's getting a lot chillier in the mornings and the evenings here. And the light is, it's getting dark just about five o'clock in the afternoon now. So certainly, when I do get out to shoot, you know, not on the weekend, but if I do get out on, a, on an afternoon, after, you know, after work, you know, 200 speed film is, isn't great, you know, uh, with, with the sun going down so soon now. So I'm kind of thinking that in the winter months, if I'm not shooting during the day, in the middle of the day, you know, I might have to look more towards 400 or 800 speed films. And certainly last winter, I was shooting tons of Lomo 800 and uh, Superior 1600. So that's kind of what I do uh, as, as winter comes in. I, I start going for the higher speed films. So yeah, I've got 10, 10 or so rolls left. Uh, I probably, like I said, I probably sort of, just baby it now a little bit and only shoot maybe one or a month uh, to, until we see if we can get any more of this stock. I uh, hope, hope so. I hope Adox keep releasing this film and keep selling it in batches and uh, more and more people can experience uh, the magic of Adox Color Mission. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. That's the one you're going to use. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, we went up to the Sunshine Coast, which is about an hour and a half north of Brisbane. Well, it depends which side of Brisbane you live on, but from where we live, it's about an hour and a half. And we went up and stayed for three nights at a beautiful, beautiful apartment at Maroochydore, which was about oh, about a three-minute walk from the beach. Uh, it was nice and quiet. There's nice little cafes nearby. One of the cafes was called Murray's Cafe, so <laughs> we uh, we felt right at home. Uh, so yeah, we had some lovely, lovely meals. There was, uh, I think we ate out every every meal basically we ate out so the the budget kind of got splashed but it was my wife's birthday so you know you do these things we went for Japanese two nights went for Indian another night went out for breakfast 
And then usually we had no lunch, but because between the, the big breakfast and the big dinner, we were kind of stuffed the whole day. Uh, but we did some nice canoeing. Uh, what else did we do? We played games at the arcade together. We went on a nice walk. We went up to Noosa. Noosa. Sorry, it's uh, very hard for any Australian to say Noosa without putting that stupid voice on. Um, we had some ice cream at Noosa. We had a run on the beach. Uh, so we had, uh, yeah, had a really nice uh, three days and three nights up there to celebrate my wife's birthday but I did have a series of camera disasters listeners ah the hits just kept on coming so the first issue was I put a roll of Lomochrome purple in my Rito ultra wide and slim and when I got to frame 27 it just wouldn't wind on and I didn't want to sort of force the you know wind it on and try and break the camera so I just rewound it and I thought oh well and I put it in another ultra wide and slim using a, a, a dark change bag and I got it up to about frame 27. I took it out to shoot again and it wouldn't go past 27 again. So it turns out that it wasn't the Rito. I think it was that spool of Lomochrome purple. Never had this happen before, but when it got to that around the frame 27, it just didn't want to budge. Really, really strange because it is a 36 exposure film. So yeah, unfortunately I had some precious frames of Lomochrome purple wasted. The next camera disaster was my Canon Multitele. Of course, this is a camera which people like, uh, former former guests on this show, Anil Mystery and Jeff Greenstein, absolutely rave about. They love that camera. It, of course, is a Canon point and shoot, which is capable of shooting both in half frame and full frame. Uh, you can't, you know, mix and match though. You've got to set it before you put the roll of film in. And I'd shot a roll of film on this before. I picked it up probably, I don't know, a few years ago now for about a hundred bucks. And so I, after the first roll, I just didn't, I just didn't gel with it. There was something about it I just didn't like. But I thought, no, I'll take this on holidays with me and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it another go. You know, it probably it was probably just me. So the first thing was the battery was dead inside it. Uh, it seemed like it was working, but then after about four frames, it just stopped. So luckily there was a, uh, Aussie listeners will know what I'm talking about here. Luckily there was a J-Car Electronics in Marichidor, which is where you can get some cheap batteries. It was literally about five minutes from where we were staying. So I was very, very thankful, uh, because the kind of battery it takes, you can't get everywhere. Uh, it's usually only those specialist battery places. So I went to J-Car Electronics before we went canoeing one morning and uh, yeah, got a battery, put it in the camera, off we go. And when I changed batteries, um, you sort of has this, I think you had to use like a screwdriver uh, to sort of open the base of the, the battery thing, you know. Sometimes the camera companies, you know, they really did not make it easy for you to change the battery, which is kind of crazy. So I used like a screwdriver to gently, you know, open up, twist the, the screw and open up the battery compartment. And when I opened up to take the old battery out, bits of a little black plastic came out. I thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. That's not good. Uh, very long story short, listeners, I put the new battery in, but the battery cover kept slipping off. And basically what had happened was the inside of the battery cover, not the outside, but on the inside, the plastic was really brittle and had sort of fallen away and the only way that I can use that camera now is if I use some very strong gaffer tape to gaffer tape up the battery compartment in the door which is super annoying listeners I am kind of upset about that because 
uh, yeah, I was I was actually looking to sell that camera because I still don't feel like I was getting on with it very well. I thought I'll shoot another roll in it and sell it. And now I'm kind of stuck with it. It's another sort of half broken camera in my collection. So that was a bit annoying. So I had the Rito where, you know, had a problem with the Lomachrome Purple. And then I had this issue with the Canon Multitele. Unfortunately, these things come in threes and we were out at breakfast. I think it was my wife's birthday breakfast and I think I just finished a roll of portrait in my Contax T3 and I put a roll of color mission in, the, the roll that I've been talking about on this episode. And I put it in and I was sort of chatting to my wife for breakfast and my kids and put the roll of film in and it just wouldn't load. I'm like, okay, so open it back up again, you know, fiddle about with the leader, make sure it's the right length, close it up. The film would not load in the T3. I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. And <laughs> again, a very long story short, the Contax T3 comes in two slightly different versions. Well, they're the same same camera, but some have a single tooth on the take-up spool and some have a double tooth on the take-up spool. I bought a single tooth one. I'll tell you the whole story about that one day when I do a review, but I ended up with a single tooth one, which I didn't really want because I knew there was an issue with this single tooth model. And my worst fears came to fruition when all of a sudden I realized that somehow that single tooth on the Contax T3 had worn down and it would not take up a roll of film. Now, if I didn't know about this issue, listeners, I would have been freaking out at my wife's breakfast because my my wife's birthday breakfast, because, you know, it's an expensive camera. It's the most expensive film camera I own. I, it's a really beautiful camera, both in terms of its design and the images it produces. And I really love it. And for, you know, it, to have this issue where it doesn't take the film up, you know, I was kind of devastated. Luckily, though, I'd already researched this. And I knew that all I needed to find was some masking tape, some sort of very low stick, low tack masking tape. So uh, again, we went off for the day. I think my wife uh, went off for an hour and a half massage as her one of her birthday presents. And I said to the kids, you know, they wanted to go to the arcade to play some games. So I was like, yeah, let's go to the arcade. It's like, oh, kids, just before we go to the arcade, I need to pop into this Woolworths uh, shopping, uh, you know, what do you call it? Supermarket before we before we hit the arcade. And I bought some uh, masking tape, you know, low tack sort of white masking tape for two bucks. And with a tiny bit of this masking tape, what I did was this. Now, I'm not some genius who um, who thought this up. I've actually thoroughly researched this. Uh, so what you do, if you ever have a Contax D3 and it won't take the film up, this is what you do. You put the film in the camera as you normally would with the leader across where the spool is. You put a tiny bit of masking tape, a bit on the film and a bit on the take-up spool. You close up the camera and that will give it enough uh, traction to wind, load and wind the film for you. Uh, it, it sounds completely crazy. You know, it, it's a 1600 US dollar camera and you're using a tiny bit of masking tape to make sure it works. It, absolutely crazy, but it, it works. It works. The only other thing you've got to do is there are some custom functions in the T3 where, and, and the Class S has this as well. You can actually set the function to lead leave the leader out of the film when it rewinds the film so when you finish the roll it will rewind all the film but it will leave you know like an inch or two centimeters of the leader out which is fantastic you know if you want to do your own home film development I, i'm guessing that would be the main reason you would do that or if the uh, 
off the tooth breaks off in the contacts T3 and you need to use masking tape. That's another time when you can use it. Um, but the fix so far seems to work perfectly. And I'm, I'm lucky to some very, very clever people on the internet who have worked this out. Uh, so yeah, it is still, I was talking to my wife about it and she sort of said, you know, this is an expensive camera. You shouldn't need to do this. And I was like, yeah, I, I know you shouldn't need to do this. But unfortunately, Kyocera closed down their camera division circa 2005. And um, this is just what happens. So, um, yeah, I do love my T3. Uh, hopefully, I will shoot many more dozens of rolls with that camera. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. But there you go. I had the, the triple whammy. I had a, a roll of Lomochrome Purple not going past frame 27. My Canon Multi-Tele's battery compartment kind of disintegrated, which sucks. And my Contax T3 take-up spool, the, uh, what do you call it? The tooth on the take-up spool wore down. Uh, so listeners, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping there's no more camera disasters anytime soon. I'm not sure my, my, my heart can take it. That's it for episode 60 of Matt Loves Cameras. The shortest episode for a long time, I think. But make sure you stay tuned, listeners, because very soon we'll have the fantastic 2021-22 judging. So jump on mattlovescameras.com if you sent in an entry and make sure your entry's on there. We have about 15 left to discuss. I'll be scheduling that in with special co-judge Matthew Joseph very, very soon. And you'll also get to see the entry that uh, Matthew and I submitted to the competition and then from there we'll see about a zine also get on to my youtube youtube.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras I would love it if you subscribe like leave a comment really really appreciate your support and of course also someone else who is worthy of your support Lucy Lumen make sure you get onto her podcast adventures Lucy Lumen's podcast adventures and uh, you can get your another dose of Matt Loves Cameras. I don't think anyone wants uh, another dose of Matt Loves Cameras. Not even Mrs. Murray. That's it for this time. Take care. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Matt Loves Cameras. <laughs> I was going to say you ruined that, but it actually sounded pretty good. Well, thank you. Is it coffee? It does. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah.